What's up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and we have kind of an honorary ACC in 28 Days episode. Notre Dame's independent, but they did play in the ACC this year, so we're going to include them. We got Notre Dame punter Jay Bramlett, who is the number one punter in the 247 Sports Composite in the class of 2019. And I just want to say, man, I appreciate you taking some time to join me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Excited to be on. For sure. Well, you know, as some people know, man, you're from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but you wound up all the way in South Bend, Indiana. What was your recruiting process like? And what was it about Notre Dame that really sold you on taking your talents there? So, all right. Just first off, shout out Tuscaloosa. Love it. Oh, <laughs> I miss it a lot. But, uh, you know, recruiting process, it was definitely a difficult deal um i got offered by missouri um and considered that a little bit and then i got offered by notre dame shortly after and you know it was kind of one of those situations where if i didn't take the the scholarship offer relatively soon it was they were going to offer somebody else and be kind of a first come first serve i guess because i guess they wanted to lock that position down um so i went ahead and committed i thought that was the right right thing to do um, I got recruited by Alabama um, pretty pretty heavily. As with uh, Mississippi State, I got offered by Mississippi State um, like two days after I committed. Um, so that definitely changed things a little bit. Um, had thoughts here and there, but um, ended up thinking that you know the education that you get here at Notre Dame. Um, obviously, we play at a high level of football, um, so that's great. You know, the people are great. It is a long way home, and that's that's one of the unfortunate things. But, you know, making the best of my uh, opportunity I have here and doing everything I can to, to get better every day. Hey, I mean, that's, that's all you can say there, man. But just looking at your recruiting, like you mentioned the education, you mentioned distance from home, you mentioned high-level football. What was like? What were the most important factors in making a decision on where you were going to eventually end up going to school? Well, I don't know if I should say this or not, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't, I, I definitely was thinking about school. Um, maybe not as much as I should. I was definitely thinking about school. I'll put it that way, but I was definitely thinking, you know, football atop of that, you know, cause I mean, most degrees that aren't Notre Dame, I mean, they're, they're solid degrees. You're going to be able to do something with them, but being able to say you graduated and have a degree from Notre Dame, like you can do just about anything you want if you know the right people. And you definitely come to know a lot of people at this place um, with a lot of resources and a lot of contacts. Um, so I definitely say, yeah, um, coming here, knowing that the power of the degree is a big of a deal as it is, um, that was pretty important. But, you know, I, I really was just thinking, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a good degree. You know, that'll help me. But I'm getting I'm, – I just got to play in the college football playoff. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I can imagine. I mean, it, it, let's just say, I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, academics, football, all that's up there. And, you know, the last recruiting question, man, We you mentioned Alabama, Mississippi State, Missouri, all recruiting you pretty heavily. I can imagine being the number one punter in the country. If Notre Dame didn't offer, would you have stayed in Tuscaloosa or did Mississippi State or Missouri kind of catch your eye more there? So I never got – I got offered a preferred walk-on to Alabama, never a uh, scholarship they had, offered a guy the class before. Um, so the timing didn't really work out. Um, 
they, they definitely recruited me pretty heavy, but didn't have anything to offer, which is understandable. It's how it goes. Um, but if, if Notre Dame didn't offer me, I probably would end up at uh, Missouri or Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State's like 45 minutes, an hour from my house, you know, so um, right. that would have been convenient. But, uh, yeah, one of those two probably. Gotcha. Well, you know, head coach Brian Kelly been at the helm of Notre Dame for a while now, arguably one of the most successful coaches in college football today. In your opinion, what makes him such a special good coach and what is his relationship like with the players? Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. Um, I love Coach Kelly. He's one of the the greatest coaches I've ever played for. Obviously, you can you can say that from watching from afar. But uh, and I think that's what makes him special. Um, he has a great relationship with his players. Um, you know, I'm he'll, he'll come up to me in the middle of the week, like the other day, just ask me how I'm doing, catch up for a second. I mean, it's great. Um, and I don't think you really necessarily see that. Um, I don't get to interact with him so much on the, the field just because he doesn't coach my position. Um, and he's more on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Um, so I – I will say I think he's a great coach. Um, he has a great offensive mind. Um, that's I think that's kind of his forte um, is, is coaching that side of the ball. But uh, I think I think the thing that makes it special is the relationship he has with his players. You know, um, so ever ever since I've been here, it's been it's been amazing. All right, that's that's awesome. And you know, shifting to this past season man, with COVID, with the players' rights movement coming out of the Pac-12, this season had to be so difficult to prepare for. What did you do to stay ready? Like, and what was it like this off season, tr- not knowing whether you guys were going to play, what conference y'all were going to play in, what the schedule was going to look like? How difficult was that, and how did you handle it? So it definitely definitely was difficult. You know, um, not knowing if we're going to get play or not get to play or if, if our game was going to get canceled next week or not, you know? Um, but I think the biggest thing was just staying in the moment um, and just having the thought we're going to play, you know? Um, and I, I think it helps that we had everybody on the same page. Um, all the guys were on the same page. So, you know, everybody has the same mindset, like nobody's going out, everybody's staying safe, making sure they don't get sick, don't test positive or whatever. Um, so I, I think knowing that and knowing that we had that kind of bond where everybody was playing for each other and was doing things off of the field for each other too, um, in order, so we would be able to play. Um, and that's kind of what they told us, like, y'all do what y'all are supposed to and we're going to play. So luckily it worked out. Yeah, and I mean, Notre Dame and the ACC and really all the other conferences did a great job of getting the season in, not, I mean, they, every single week. But given these difficulties, your team, the Fighting Irish, complete the regular season undefeated, man, get to the ACC championship, make a playoff run in 2020. What made this team so special, and how were you guys able to compete at such a high level? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I, I honestly think that, you know, the – the guys that our team is our team was built up of, of last year. Um, it really just goes to show uh, the maturity that we had, the leadership that we had um, and the, the guys taking the reins, you know, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody wanted to play for each other. Um, you know, we had really, really talented last year, going to be really talented again this year. Um, but I, I honestly think it was the leadership. You know, I think we had some, some really big guys step up and uh, you know, that, that really helped the team. 
Right. And I mean, c- c- coming to your performance, man, you got shouted out a lot on Twitter for one of your viral tackles where Travis Etienne tried to jump over you. You undercut him, k- kept the kick six. How cool was it that someone like Pat McAfee shouted you out on Twitter? What went, what was going through your head as you saw Travis Etienne try to leap over you in that moment? It, it was crazy, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> um, not, not what I was expecting. Might not have been pretty, but he didn't score. I guess that's what matters. But uh, I mean, when, when we when we kicked it, you know, and realized it was short, I was like, uh-oh. And then I saw everybody kind of washing to the right, right side of the field. And I was like, well, there's nobody behind me. <laughs> better better <laughs> figure something out. <laughs> so right. just tried to hey. take as good of an angle as I could. And luckily, he didn't make a great choice. Tried to go over me instead of around me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially being for Tuscaloosa, knowing like the whole kick six history yep. and everything, it had to be like, please don't let this happen to me. But um, yeah. going going into this season, man, you know what are what are your expectations for this twenty twenty one team? Art, I, I know the goal is always to get to the college football playoff, but what's what's going to be special about this twenty twenty one team? So I think it goes back to leadership once again, and I think most most teams do and what they end up doing in a particular season has to go back to leadership. But uh, I, we have a, a lot of young guys. I think we're a young team, but we're really talented. So I think it's going to be on who, who can step up. Um, we don't, I don't think we really know who our quarterback is right now. We just had a guy transfer in um, from Wisconsin. So uh, I think that could be a really big deal. Um, and we'll have a little bit of a quarterback battle, I think, you know, so I mean, quarterback's usually the guy leading your team. So, um that, that's a big deal um but I think if we can have guys step up um and really just take some responsibility and lead lead the way they need to lead um I think we'll be fine and I think we'll we'll have a good good year again right and so you know the to end this interview I want to talk more about like your career and the I guess the way early, the way I guess too early outlook on your career so far, what has been your most memorable moment and or game that you've been involved in in your career? Oh, gosh. Um, I'll say the the Clemson game here in South Bend was, was pretty crazy. And that was that was an amazing game to, to play in. And then everybody stormed the field. That was awesome. But getting to play Alabama in the playoff was also pretty ridiculous. I've never been actually nervous for a football game before in my life like (laughs) I wasn't nervous for my first college game like nothing and I go out to warm up for that game and it was it was nerve-wracking man like I had never felt it before I was like I know way too many people in the stands and I know just about (laughs) every person I know back home is watching this game and like yeah I'm, I'm the punter and not not really like the center of attention you know it was for some reason it just you know knowing everybody was watching um and yeah everybody's cheering me on back home that that uh i know but uh i think i think the alabama game was probably the most special because i had i had so many people i knew there um and was able to see after the game and that was just special to me so right and i mean it had to be a little bit nerve-wracking the fact that Devonte smith's the punt returner and knowing at any opportunity that he has he, he's a playmaker <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. His last return, I think, he had a twenty-yard return, um, yeah. and it was it was one tackle away from being one-on-one with, with me, and I would not want that. 
<laughs> I don't I don't like I would not wish that on anybody to be one on one with Devontae Smith last year, but you'll be going into your third season this year. The COVID has messed up eligibility, so who knows with that? But your third year at Notre Dame, what are what are your some of what are some of your biggest personal goals to complete before you leave Notre Dame? I mean, yeah, um I think one thing that I've I need to continue to improve. And I, I think I've done that year to year so far. Um, so my first year in terms of numbers, I've, I've, I've gone up from year one to year two, and hopefully I'll do that from year, year two to year three. Um, but I, I also want to take a little bit of a leadership role and uh, be able to be one of those guys on the team and um, be somebody that, you know, takes the reins and, I mean, you don't hear that much from a punter, but, you know, I, I think I'm a really competitive guy, um, and I don't think I'm really your average punter. Um, so I think it's uh, a good good place for me. Um, I feel like I'm a leader. I played quarterback in high school, so um, I just feel like that sits well with me, and I think that I could be of benefit to the team. So, Right. And, you know, that, that actually brings me to one of my questions. I was going to ask you about that in one of my final two questions is, how does being a quarterback in high school, like, have you went to the coaches and like, listen, I need more fake punt opportunities. I can throw this ball. We saw the, I believe it was in the Duke game. You had a, like a big, big fourth down conversion. You, you like juke someone out and everything. So how often are you in the special teams coordinator's ear saying, listen, I can fake this right here. A lot. I mean, probably more than I should be, you know, we <laughs> like, let's get something in, let's get something going, <laughs> you know? Um, and obviously there's only so much you can do because um, he l- luckily coach Kelly is uh, not, not afraid to do that every now and then, you know, so I was, was pretty lucky with that last year. Um, I mean, in that Duke game, we went for it on fourth and 10 or 12 from our mm-hmm. own 20, you know, and I was, I ran out there. I was like, really <laughs> not screw this up or I'm not going to get another chance. So, um, but I, I think it's, it, I definitely pressure uh, our special teams coordinator and say, Let, let's get something in, you know, maybe bring an idea or two every week. So. I, I like it. I'm definitely going to be looking for some fake punts, man. That's one of the most exciting plays in college football for sure. But last, last question here, man. I've not, I've haven't been to Notre Dame. I actually had tickets to the Notre Dame Clemson game this year before COVID, and so it broke my heart, man. I wanted to be there so bad, and after the way the game turned out, I wish I would have been there even more. <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely sick. I'm definitely planning on coming up there though. But what makes the environment, the community in South Bend, and Notre Dame Stadium on game day so special? Yeah, I mean, I think the idea that it has the tradition and the rich history that it does. I think that that makes it really special. Um, and I can tell you this, like I'm from Tuscaloosa, Bryant Denny, like ridiculous, but coming up here and, you know, my first couple of visits and then, you know, my first season when, when the stands were full, I mean, there, there's times that our fans get so into it and get going. Like it feels louder than Bryant Denny. I mean, I know most people probably won't believe that, but I mean, like you said, it's just something about it that makes it special. Um, you know, you got touchdown Jesus, the the golden dome and, you know, just all the history to it and the gold helmets. I mean, it's just, you kind of get the chills, you know, when you run out on the field, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of the, I, I feel like Notre Dame has one of the most underrated uniform combos with the helmet, the Jersey, everything. It's a really good look, but man, 
I definitely appreciate you taking your time out of your off season, everything to come in here and talk some Notre Dame football with me. But um, I'll let, go ahead, let you plug your social media, man. Anything like that that you want to, you know, let our listeners know where to find you at. Yeah, man. I think uh, Instagram, it's J Bram. I'll tell you. <laughs> I understand. I get so caught up in remembering yeah. my, my names on everything. Um, I think they're both J Bram, J B R A M 15. Um, J Bram 15. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, man, I just want to say um, have a good all season. Now. I know spring practices are getting up started here. I hope you have a great season. And I'll definitely be reaching back out closer to the season during the season, man, to definitely get a hold of you. I hope. I wish the best for y'all season, man. It's going to be an interesting year for Notre Dame. Yeah, come on. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. For sure. But, guys, make sure to go follow Jay on everything. Y'all already know where to find us. This is a wrap on our ACC in 28 Days theme. We start the Big Ten next month, so make sure to tune in for all of those interviews. But for right now, guys, 